I feel a little torn between like my head and my heart. Hi, I'm Anna Olson, and you're listening to We're Not Kidding, a podcast devoted to sharing stories surrounding the child-free life. As a life coach, I'm passionate about helping women feel confident and empowered in their choice not to have children. And I believe that by sharing our stories, we help break the stigma. So let's dive in. All right. Welcome back, guys. I'm so excited today. I have a very special guest. Today, we are speaking with my husband, Grant Olson. Um, I wanted to bring him on, and actually, he offered, this was really his idea. I didn't want to push, but uh, he thought he'd come on and share his side of the story. You guys got to hear my story um, in episode one of the podcast, and so now we get to hear some of Grant's perspective and insights, and I'm really excited. So without further ado, welcome, Grant. Um, can you tell us a bit about yourself and who you are? Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, my name is Grant Olson, and I am child-free, and I am your husband. <laughs> and oh, thanks for that clarification. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very excited to be here. This is my favorite podcast, so oh. thanks so much for having me. I'm very, I'm much less excited about listening to my voice on the podcast later. That's okay. It's a good voice. You'll get used to it. All right. Let's set the stage a little bit. So you and I have been married for eight years. Um, we, I know, right? Grant's got big eyes and he they just got bigger. Um, we got married and, you know, kids were just something I think we both assumed. We never had, like, huge conversations about them. I think it was, you know, we touch base on them here and there but mostly it was like someday we'll have kids kind of thing as I shared in the first episode I remember a moment when we lived in our first house together um, my best friend from college was pregnant with her first kid and I had this sort of panic like oh no like we need to get on this and I remember the way I remember it is going to you and sort of reiterating that and you're like uh no <laughs> I think so. What I think do you remember about that? That's about what I remember too. I remember thinking that it didn't, I didn't feel ready at the time. Yeah. And I think you and I at different points in our life together have kind of gone back and forth where sometimes I've brought up like, hey, is it time to have kids? Or you've brought it up and it feels like we've never quite been on the same page. Um Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, and, you know, as you say that, it feels like even when one of us has leaned towards kids in the past, not that person was never like, this is something I really want. It was almost looking for, like, the other person to come in and validate and be like, yes, let's do this. Yeah, I think that's right, too. And I think both of us were sort of reacting to like pressure that we put on ourselves or maybe in your case pressure that other people put on you I think that maybe had we had a conversation or had we like known ourselves a little better we might not have ever brought it up yeah totally so something I have thought about a lot, I'm going to segue a little bit here, and I'm a little nervous to ask you this because I have spoken on possibly my own podcast and definitely on other people when I've been interviewed by other people, and I've sort of quantified what I think 
the percentage, if I were to quantify your percentage of pro-child versus pro-child free. Um, in my own life. In your, For you. Mm-hmm. Yep. For I'm talking about life. you. And so I've sort of assigned a number to you without actually getting it from you. Um, so I think it's time to set the record straight and ask you, if you were to quantify for yourself, how much of you leans pro-child like having a kid and how much of you is pro-child free, what would that be as a, mm. as a percentage? Will you tell me what you tell other people? After, after you, I... yeah. <laughs> um, that's a good question. I feel like I am not as confident in my decision to, to be child-free as you are. Right. And it's hard to quantify and it probably changes depending on the day or the season or the interaction that we just had with our friends or our friends and their kiddos. Um, but I would say like 95% not interested in having kids. 5% of me feels a little sad about that. Wow. Okay. So the number I think like that's actually really validating for me to hear. Um, I have been very cautiously giving you eighty percent sure. pro child free, and um, maybe like twenty percent kind of would like to have kids. So yeah, hearing ninety five five. That's even yeah. Yeah, it does feel like it has been helpful that we have kind of like made this decision together, and we have had a lot of conversations about it. Um, we didn't really before you had kind of like come to this decision that having kids was not something you were interested in mm-hmm. and now it's a big part of your career so we have these conversations all the time um, but it has always felt like for me I feel a little torn between like my head and my heart like my head really likes having free time likes being able to pursue things that I'm really interested in, likes being able to play with our friends' kids and then hand them off after a couple hours. And sometimes it feels like my heart is like a little bit sad that that we don't have kids or nostalgic for, you know, times when we are around kids that we're having a great time. And I think too, the other piece of it is my head is kind of like the future kind of freaks me out a little bit. The, the future is scary. And um, it is scary to think about bringing a kid up. And it's interesting to think about the impact that kiddos here in the United States have on the planet. Just um, mm-hmm. the, the things that they consume and the things that they require to kind of maintain the status quo. So, um, yeah, those are all kind of head pieces. Um, but it does feel sometimes like it'd be really fun to have a kiddo. Yeah. And meaningful. Yeah, absolutely. And you are incredible with kids. I mean, my heart gets happy just watching you interact with our niece and nephew, our friends' kids. Like, they gravitate to you because you are really fun and really good with kids. I think that's something that I struggle with, too. And that is why, as I've built this career and sort of gone down this path for myself like I really do it is important to me to make sure that I am not hindering your life or hindering your dreams in any way yes you are very careful about that (laughs) and you are always checking in with me um 
Yeah. So thanks. I appreciate that. And I think that's good for us. It's probably good for any relationship to just be checking in on something like this where we're not exactly on the same page all the time. Um, and it is a sensitive thing and it is such a impactful thing in both of our lives that um, it is good to acknowledge it and not pretend it doesn't exist because that causes problems. Yeah, absolutely. I think you and I in our own relationship have done a lot of work to really respect each other as individuals and then also like find space for the relationship, which, and I say that not like, oh, good job us. We've always been good at this. No, Mm -hmm. we were horrendous (laughs) at this. Really bad at this. We were shitty at this to begin with. Um, So I think that is why maybe it's become so much more of a conscious effort Mm -hmm. now. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. We can have really difficult conversations and that feels really good and it is definitely not something that we we have always been able to do Um, and we're only here probably because of going through some really hard conversations um, that we did not handle very well (laughs) right Um, but I think that where we're at now it does feel like we trust each other which is huge Um, and it's easy to say but it can be really hard to see that trust manifest in all of our interactions. And I think the other part of that is that we know that we're being transparent with each other and we're being honest and we're being vulnerable in some cases too. So it is not easy all the time. It gets a lot easier. And I think now we're in a good spot to be able to do that stuff. But um, yeah, it took some time and it took... I think for me, it also took having a better understanding of myself to be able to like just be honest in our conversations. I feel like I'm able to be honest in our conversations now because I know myself and because I don't feel like I have to be defensive. I feel like I'm comfortable with myself. I feel like we've done a lot of work together to to be comfortable with ourselves and each other. So yeah that feels good yeah I think it's a skill that we really had to develop individually and as a couple and again I don't want to paint a picture like we're amazing (laughs) we still still fight (laughs) (laughs) we still have a lot of work to do and I think fighting is a good thing which we both I think have shifted our thoughts around that as well um you know as long as there's still something to fight for that's always good too Um, yeah agreed yeah. Okay, let's go back to your 95-5 breakdown. Um, thank you for that. And what is it like being married to someone who's like, I'd put myself more like at a 99-100. I don't want kids. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that, again, it is sometimes I wonder, you know, and this wasn't something I always knew. This is really something I realized this spring as I've talked about is that like, I always thought I would want to have kids one day. I always expected to have kids one day. And yet I never had like that internal, I imagine, what I imagine some people have is like this internal desire. Like I know I have passion and excitement about other things and I've never had it about being a parent. I've had more dread (laughs) and fear. 
which I think some of is normal anyways, I'm guessing for actual parents. But my question is, what is it like to be a little less certain and married to someone who is more certain? I honestly, I don't really think about it. And if I'm thinking about it now, I think big deal. I guess I don't just love you because of your ability to bear and rear children. (laughs) Um, uh, I love the person that you are. And part of that is this decision to be child free. And I really love the life that we have together. And yeah, I think things are always going to change. I think relationships are always going to change. People are always going to change. So not that I expect you to change your mind and want to have kids and I'm holding out hope for that. I Mm. just recognize that um, we have a great relationship. You are an amazing person and that's why we're together. It's not necessarily about kids. So if I felt really strongly, you know, that maybe that would be, I don't know that it would be different. It would just be another conversation to have, I guess. Yeah. Well, thank you. Um, And I... I'm a little speechless right now. I feel the same about you. I love you. And uh, my eyes are a little blurry. <laughs> Go and blink that out. Uh, what is, uh, I guess, what is it like for you to be married to someone who is not so sure um, that they want to be child-free for life? Yeah, I think at the start, you know, when the conversation took this turn, like instead of one day we'll have kids, kind of like, actually babe I never want to have kids Mm -hmm. you know I think I did definitely feel some fear um and I had to wrestle with okay what does this mean if Grant decides that he really wants kids and this becomes a non-negotiable and I think that you know I had to get to a place of I love you and I wouldn't want to stand in the way of that um and if it's a hard no for me and it's a hard yes for you then you know, we'd have to lovingly maybe have a discussion about what that meant, if that meant parting ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but honestly, you know, I am very grateful and fortunate that at this stage of the game, we're where we're at and we're both pretty much in the 90% of not wanting children um, because I really do love life with you mm-hmm. and I feel really grateful and excited for our dreams and the things that we started talking about um I think in light of this decision has opened up more dreams for us Mm -hmm. um but yeah there was some fear there was uh definitely um I did have to think about what that would mean for myself but honestly like you were talking about earlier how transparent and vulnerable we've been able to be with each other has alleviated that Um, because I feel like we do have good conversations about this and we do know where each other stands and we also just really prioritize life together. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And I think, too, we have done a lot of work to figure out what it is that we value in life. And one of the things that we both value is this partnership and it's interesting to think about what are the things that I value about the idea of having kids. So is it being able to be a mentor to someone 
I think there's a lot of other ways to do that. Is it about uh, just spending time with kiddos and having joyful interactions with them? I think there's ways that we can do that as well without having kiddos. So that is kind of an interesting exercise, maybe, is kind of an assessment of values and trying to understand what it is about you know, a child-free life or a life with kids that is meaningful and has value. Yeah, it, it, it might be interesting for folks to go through that exercise and see if, you know, it's actually a life with kiddos that they want or if it's some part of that that might be found elsewhere. Yeah, that's so good. Thank you for bringing that up. I think... That is something you and I both kind of explored, and I think for me, I came to realizing in myself that not having kids allows me to be more present in the lives of our niece and nephew or our friends' kids. Like, should we want to do that? Um, and, And that's really cool and exciting. Or maybe I've considered doing mentorship um, here in town, but Mm -hmm. I haven't gotten there yet um (laughs) but yeah it is fun it i mean i think it 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 allows for creativity which you are a huge creative person which is something i really admire about you um and i think that when you step outside the status quo of not having kids not having the traditional family it allows you to like you were saying assess the parts that you do like and creatively bring them into your life maybe in a different way mm-hmm. yeah and and maybe through that value kind of finding process you realize that actually kids are really important to you and that's cool like yeah that's great um and I know that that is work that you do with people as a coach a lot and you're very good at it and that sort of same way of reflecting a person's sort of like thoughts and values back to them you're amazing at that and and that's super valuable and it's been really valuable in in our life together absolutely well thank you just want to give a shout out to your coaching business (laughs) thanks for the plug (laughs) is there anything that's hard for you regarding our decision as a couple at this point not to have kids yeah i think that there are things that are hard sometimes and I think it's important to say to it's just complicated like it's okay to have complicated feelings about a decision and for it not to be black and white and there are times when I I remember specifically watching this YouTube show that we watch with this couple and they're two girls and they're fixing up houses which is something that we do together uh, as well and I remember seeing the dad and one of the daughters interacting and like screwing in a doorknob or something like that and I did feel like a little bit sad that that was an experience that I wasn't going to have and having thought about it since then I've realized there are lots of people in our lives that I could have that same experience with lots of kiddos um, if that was really important to me And uh, I could do that without having to do some of the things that are less important to me, like being up late with a baby or waking (laughs) up in the middle of the night, which I am tired of with our dog already. Um, 
Yeah, so there are, are pieces like that that are sad. I think, too, even though I've never felt any pressure from my parents to have kiddos, I do know that they love kids and they love, like, my my cousins. Many of them have kids. Um, my brothers don't. So they don't have any grandkids, but they have, um, you know, lots of other young kids in the family. And to see them interact with them is really special and I do feel a little guilty I guess about not being able to give that to my folks and that said I'm sure that if we had a conversation with them about it they know that we aren't planning on having kiddos even though it hasn't been a really open and frank discussion with them Uh, I know that they understand that and love us and care about us anyway so I know that that pressure is internal and and maybe they are a little bummed that you know they're not going to get grandkids at least from us but I don't want to say it in a mean way but it's not it's not my problem (laughs) it's not my responsibility it's not your responsibility it's not our collective responsibility they have a dog grandbaby um in (laughs) Tuco and they love him and they love him and um if that was really important to them too you know there are ways that they could fill that gap as well with mentoring themselves or my mom works at a school she's surrounded by kiddos all the time yeah um yeah yeah so even though that is sometimes feels like difficult it 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 also feels like um that's just pressure I put on myself so yeah and I relate to that too I think I feel where this decision gets hardest for me is you know you and not allowing you, you know, at least in this relationship, a child to like have those bonding moments that you were just referencing um, in that show. And also your parents. We were at a book signing of your mom's in the spring in May um, and or April and seeing your dad holding your cousin's baby was just precious. Mm-hmm. And that really yeah, made me feel a little uneasy um, and guilty. Although, like you said, it isn't our responsibility to do that. Um, but I think that, like you said, there are complicated feelings. And that's okay. This is a complicated mm-hmm. thing. Life is complicated. Right. We are complicated mm-hmm. as individuals, as humans. So I think you know, accepting those feelings is a big piece of this. Making peace with the complicated feelings, allowing them, um, not trying to just force this to feel good all the time or feel a certain way all the time, um, but to to make room for that and to let those roller coasters, you know, ride. Yeah. Agreed. And like you said, bringing it back to your values to know why am I doing this? Why did I make this choice? Mm -hmm. And what do I want to create with this life and with the opportunities that not having kids allows for? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really important to make sure that it is framed as a choice, which I think both of us didn't really feel like it was a choice. Yeah. We just assumed that we were going to have kiddos because that's what people do and they are our age or younger and um, have been married for a time and feel somewhat settled. It is important to know that it is a choice and it's really important to 
understand yourself and understand what your values are. And I know for me, like some of my top values are freedom and independence. And those aren't always in line with having kids. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, once I understood that for myself and also started thinking about the implications of that in my life and how to maintain those kind of maintain a lifestyle that exemplifies those values, uh, it kind of became more and more apparent that kiddos probably were not a good choice. (laughs) (laughs) When we were talking about recording this episode um, earlier this week, you noted that we should talk about processes and how we've handled the decision and discussion as a couple, as specifically as a couple that isn't 100% aligned. What have we done well Mm. in handling that? And it's important to reiterate, too, the things that we do well, we learn the hard way, I think. Yes, definitely. (laughs) But I think that the things that we do really well is that we have a lot of trust in each other. I think that now, when we have these conversations, we understand that we are both approaching the discussion from a place of unconditional love. And we're trying to understand each other and we're trying to respect the other person. And I think some, I think that some of the pitfalls we've had in the past have been feeling attacked, maybe feeling like we're trying to sway the other person. And really it's just, we're curious about the other person and we want to be supportive of their individual choices and the life that they want to live and so losing that defensiveness was hard and has been really huge for those discussions i think too we do really trust each other in a different way now and that allows us to be vulnerable and allows us to have conversations that are ambiguous in some ways like I don't always know exactly how I'm feeling like we've talked about it can be complicated Um, yeah and we don't necessarily have these conversations like to get answers Mm. I don't think anymore I think we have these conversations just to gain a little bit of understanding to let the other person know that we care about their thoughts and feelings and we want to know Kind of what's going on with them yeah uh yeah i i think that's really accurate and i think in this relationship together i feel like has been a big learning eye-opening experience around trust and and i wanted to frame it with unconditional love those have been really big in this relationship to learn to figure out to put in place and and I think that they have helped us be, like you said, just see each other as individuals in a relationship together. So it's kind of like there's three entities that need time and attention and a platform. Um, you know, what are our choices for ourselves? How do we give each other space and respect each other? And how do we, like, respect the relationship, too? I think um, also you are talking about coming at the conversation with curiosity, and to really get to understand the other person. And I think that that has really shifted. You know, when you come with curiosity, 
you frame things differently. You Your questions mm. have a different, not just tone, but a, a different structure that I think alleviates the defensiveness in the other person. You're, you frame it differently when you're genuinely curious. And I think that has been big in our mm. discussions is like, instead of thinking in terms of how is his answer going to impact me, it's come mm. to... Mm-hmm. W- who is he? Where is he coming from? I want to learn more about this person and what this means to him and how it impacts him. So I think that's been a subtle shift that has really helped. But like, yeah, if I could boil it down to like, I mean, you can't boil it down to one thing, but like curiosity, I think is really powerful. Um, genuine curiosity in this, in these bigger conversations and sort of non-judgment. Yeah, agreed. We could do a whole separate episode on how to fight healthier <laughs> and how yeah, to have could. difficult conversations. Um, and we're still not experts. No. But we have learned a lot. We have. Okay. Do you feel like there's anything missing from our life? No, I don't. I think, I guess I wanted to ask that because I feel like, you know, maybe the assumption or even the, the lens that I might put on it sometimes is like a fear of what will we be missing out on or what is there anything missing? It seems like people have families for a sense of purpose and fulfillment and meaning. Do you feel like any of that's lacking in our life? Purpose, fulfillment, meaning? And our life together in your life as an individual? No, I don't think so. And it's not the same to a lot of people, but rescuing a dog yeah. is part of, you know, a purposeful life for us. We're both really interested in having meaningful careers. And yeah. so we're doing that. We also have an old house that needs a lot of love and attention, and it has gotten it the last two years. Um, yeah thanks to you well thanks to both of us um yeah I don't feel like anything's missing it feels like if something felt missing there are probably other ways that we could fill those voids besides just having kids because I think for some people that is a an answer that is a, a kind of a standard answer to people's problems like in a relationship or not having fulfillment in their own lives the answer sometimes is let's have a kid that's what people do and it doesn't always turn out well sometimes it is great but I would say spend the time figuring out what is missing and what the problems are before deciding that kiddos might be a solution yeah bringing a whole nother life into it yeah absolutely is there any advice you'd like to share on navigating this as a couple hmm. that isn't fully aligned? Yeah. And I think it's important to say also, even though I gave my answer as 95% ready to be child-free, 5% wanting kiddos, that's not always the case. And sometimes it is 80-20, like you mentioned at the beginning. Um, sometimes that is accurate. And I think it's just important to be really open, really vulnerable, to 
approach the conversations really in a curious way, like you mentioned, and to be comfortable with some ambiguity. Mm. I think those are really important. And I think it's important too to do the work to understand yourself and to be really comfortable with yourself which i know is something that you do a lot in your coaching as well is helping clients build a better relationship with themselves and a lot of that is understanding their values a lot of that is trusting themselves and i think that is key i think without that kind of foundation you know we wouldn't be able to have these conversations yeah yeah damn some good (laughs) advice (laughs) i better hand over the coaching to you well i so appreciate you taking the time to add your voice to the conversation and share your side because it has been i have wanted your voice in this as well i feel like i do a lot of speaking mostly for myself but sometimes it treads into speaking on your behalf and um good to set the record straight well as someone who helps listen to all of your podcasts before they get published (laughs) i know that you have never spoken for me in a way that um that was incorrect so thank you for that and thanks for having me on and i think there's probably a lot of things that we could cover in more depth in other episodes so that would be fun to do as well all right well i'll definitely have you back i love you babe thank you love you too thank you all right i'll catch you next time hey listener real quick before you go if you're curious what it might be like to work with a coach around any aspect of your child-free life or the decision to have kids in the first place you can book a free 45 minute clarity call with me through my instagram page My handle is at Coach Anna Olson, and you'll find a link to book your session in the link tree. I cannot wait to talk to you.